Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. I want to talk about this particular clip, this skit of uh, Irish actors Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson um, on NBC's Saturday Night Live programme caught the attention of many. It's come in for criticism. How do you feel about this? But hold that thought because I'm told we have the stars of the Banshees of Inna Sharon, Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. Uh, you know, that's the word saying, you know, like, uh, take words of troops for where in you be. Hey, me green, green, green pewitaries with tuny trees in it. Yeah. <laughs> Bush like they say, you know, our I times to go back, are giving like it's been for long on. So Take team, me whole team at CAA. Wow, and they haven't even started drinking yet. Yeah, so a lot of people offended by that. Not happy about this kind of, you know, Irish gibberish, paddy whackery image of the Irish people. Um, and particularly the reference as well, actually, to to drinking. A lot of people quite annoyed about that. Porrick is with me on the line. What did you make of this skit, Porrick? Uh, well, thanks for the invite. Uh, I thought, well, the first thing is, is that if you watch the whole skit, it's just one of a few things in it that are, to be honest, very childish. Like, that clip you played is followed immediately by someone doing a very cartoonish, very exaggerated, um, I assume it's supposed to be a New York Jewish accent. So the whole, the, the humour of the whole piece is very childish, very juvenile anyway. But to keep it to the Irish example, what happens is, is that it draws on a very inaccurate and very racist stereotype, which originates in the 19th century from punch cartoons in Britain and the coverage of Irish people, the first way of Irish people to move to the U.S., of the Irish these drunken simpletons. And it's very unfortunate that this is, A, still something that people think people will respond to and think is hilarious. And secondly, that in terms of people here getting upset and annoyed, that this has become the story on leaving that, to be honest, should have been a major celebration for Irish talent on both sides of the camera in the film and TV industry. Mm. And yes, this is what's dominated and and not just actually today because this obviously aired on Saturday and it has dominated a lot of the discussion over the past two days. Oh, it has, it has um, because what happened was that, of course, due to the time difference, uh, people here saw particularly online in the early hours of Sunday, Sunday morning, mm. which means, of course, between people making fun of it or people pointing out how inaccurate the drunken Irish stereotype is in a country where most estimates say that from 20 to 30% of people don't drink at all. It's something I think has overshadowed a lot of the positives to take from the evening for the film and TV industry. It wasn't just one isolated film or two doing well. There were several people nominated for technical awards. Um, because it's become possible to make a career in the film industry in Ireland, particularly in technical roles, in a way that wasn't 20 years ago, thanks to the hard work of people working in Irish and mm. English mm. to create viable domestic and international production. Okay. So if this is what people in Ireland, the people outside Ireland are taking from the evening, it's very unfortunate that this sort of juvenile humour and these 
dated stereotypes are just dominating, okay. the, dominating the discussion. Ali is with us as well. Ali, are you offended by that sort of... No, and I would disagree totally with Porek says. I'm okay. someone well who works in the arts and media myself. All right. uh, I've been a long fan of Saturday Night Live and the whole thing about it, it is a parody and satire programme. You know, there's over 336 million people in America, thereabouts. Four million watch Saturday Night Live, both in the States and Canada. And yes, we are a country that has experienced inherent racism. And in this instance, I just think people missed it in context. And I don't think they understood. The whole thing about the program was a parody. Now, albeit the sketch was weak, but even the, the fact that Porrick said at the end about how they depicted the... It wasn't. That was George Santos who was put at the end, who was actually known for being like a serial liar and anything he says is ridiculous. The fact that they tagged him on the end of that, in other words, the whole issue that came around. If you'd been looking at the American media leading up to this, there was incredible artists, um, you know, articles about the Irish language. They had mentioned about Paul Mescal. That's right, we were talking um, about it in the show last week. You see, so what had happened was... The American media, it has been fantastic for us. And anyone who is a Saturday Night Live fan would know that it is a wind-up. It's a parody. And what it was was really laughing at how the American media portrayed it. They were kind of laughing at themselves. And remember, this is not, um, you know, shown in Ireland. And I think we have selective uh, controlling of the narrative. So it's okay for us to love Alan Partridge, you know, the Comadre Black and Tans one, which was hilarious. You know, it's it's something else that we do. I live in a rural community. I live in the Hinch. And it was my mother the other day. I said, will we watch Kilna Scully or something for her? She's 83. She's like, oh, my God. No, I don't like the way that portrays it. Like I'm being, you know, so we, we I, I think we have selective criticism when it comes to this. I think we're okay. let me Let me ask, let me ask Jack as well, Ali. Stay with us because I want to hear a couple of voices and quite a few texts coming in on this too. Jack, do you think we're a little bit selective and maybe we've missed the point on this uh, Saturday Night Live skit? Um, I don't necessarily, Andrea. I have to say I would probably couple more with Porrick uh, in the sense that it's not an odd state of I'm going to reconnect with you, Jack, if you don't mind, just because the line there isn't great. So, so, so bear with me. We've got Robbie as well, though, on the line. Robbie, do you think this skit was appropriate? Yeah, I think it was absolutely fine. Um, no issue. As, as Ali said, it's a, it's a skit. It's SNL. Like, everyone, everyone knows what SNL is about. It's, I think if people are getting offended by this kind of stuff, they're taking their lives too seriously. <laughs> like, it's... You know, I, I think the only bad thing about it was it wasn't particularly funny. But I, I don't in any way see how people should get offended by that. Like, uh, yeah, it, I think it's just people taking themselves too seriously. Over the top. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. OK. But I suppose, Park, just to go back to your initial point, though, I mean, even if we leave the Saturday Night Live skit to just to the side for one moment. Like, Paddy, Park, your point is that it, it kind of it feeds into this stereotype, though, of Irish people abroad. Well, it's a regurgitation of um, tropes that don't really match reality and it's something that's been used for a cheap laugh over and over again and all sorts of media inside and outside. Now, there's a big difference between stuff that's genuinely funny, intelligent and nuanced, which I was personally out to say Kilna Scully is an example of, and something like this where, in effect, recognising the stereotype is the entirety of the joke. And again, it's not in any way good in terms of actual quality. It's fairly lame. Game humour. 
What about that point, Ali? Like, do you do you feel that you know? Do you, do you think people feel that slagging the Irish is all right? I don't think. I think the whole thing was they weren't slagging the Irish, and I think what Port misses on this as well is had he been aware of the articles that were written in New York, this is very much a New York show as well. So it is a nuanced show and an audience from the Midwest of America aren't watching it. There's 336 million in America, 4 million watch. So it has an audience of satire. And what they were doing was basically criticizing, you know, how the media portrays Irish people. It wasn't as if they were perpetuating this myth, uh, you know, Anyone who watches Saturday Night Live would know that Ireland's a, a diverse, modern, multicultural country. And I think that, you know, Pork's argument in that it's someone that's maybe caught up with the hurt of Ireland in the past. And I really, really felt it was very clever, especially the fact that they put George Santos at the end of the clip. Because people are saying, like, why did they stick him on there? Bowen Yang is a very funny comedian. In other words, he was saying that everything was said beforehand was a load of nonsense. Uh, and the fact there had been so many articles about and questions about the Irish language, you know, they had done so much coverage of Colin Kuhn. And the other thing is, as well, the Saturday Night Live audience, those four million people who, you know, see, you know, the, even the Italian community, you know, if anyone's watched Saturday Night Live, no one gets left sort of untouched or unscathed. If you don't like it, turn it off is one thing. Uh, like if you don't like listening to me, turn the dial but the big, big thing I found with that, I think we've moved on from that. And I, I think that shows an insecurity when people are still be, you know, banging on a drum about this because I felt it was really oversensitive. And uh, yeah, I, I love Saturday Night Live. It was a very weak sketch, I will be honest. But four million people now will go and probably watch those movies that wouldn't have seen them before. Okay. Four million people will check yeah. out, well, why were they doing the Irish thing? Oh, look, I'll watch Colleen Kuhn, which is an amazing film. You know, so there has to be that okay. aspect of L- it as well. Jack is back with us. Jack, what's your view on this? Sorry about that, Andrea. You're all right. Just difficulties there. Um, yeah, just in regards to uh, the question that you asked about, um, is it kind of acceptable and you know, are we kind of selective in our, our outrage or our disquiet about, about things like this? I don't think so. And I, I seem... Jack's gone. Are you gone, Jack? Seems to be an issue with the line again. Hang on, we'll try and, try and reconnect with you. Robbie, I have a text in from a listener who says the Irish used to be able to have a good old laugh at themselves. Remember Paddy Englishman, Paddy Irishman? People far too eas- uh, easily um, jump to get offended these days, Paddy Irishman would turn in his grave, Robbie. I'd, I'd agree with that. Like, even if, like, while I was listening to what Ali was saying there, even if this was just completely taking the piss out of us, okay, it's a joke. Are we so, like, insecure, as she said, that we can't be the butt of a joke anymore? Um, so, yeah, I, I think we just need to be able to laugh. If, if you can't laugh at yourself, how can you laugh at anybody else? Mm. There's quite a few. Ali, you mentioned you're in the in, in the, the um, TV and film industry. Is that right? No, I'm media, but I have worked in the arts and film industry. You've worked in the arts, well, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah can yeah, can yeah, I put yeah. a, a couple of texts like, like Sean and Donegal, for instance. Sean says, I think the Saturday Night Live sketch is wrong, but there's some irony given the Banshees is essentially Paddy Whackery itself. Another listener says, I think the Banshees, wait till you hear this now. I think Banshees of Inishirn, it's a total disgrace to the Irish people and encourages this type of behaviour seen on Saturday Night Live. The film, like many before it, it's actually damaging to Irish people here and abroad. 
good in relation to how others view us globally. We're a nation much more mature than than the nonsense this film portrays. Um, and I actually am really disappointed with the movie, says this texter. It's quite a few messages like that, you know. I thought the movie was brilliant. And again, this art, it's, it's comedy, even if form, you know. And as I always say as well, one of the things I have noticed with all these people, you know, going into Twitter is like going into a writhing nest of vipers at the best of times. But during the pandemic, when Irish artists, Irish film, Irish musicians, they were like slipped through the cracks where they were left with nothing. I don't see any of these people screaming about outrage then, you know, how our artists were perceived. And it's funny you should say about how, you know, but yet we can view ourselves. The same people I watched criticising this this morning were also having a dig at, I think Aer Lingus had a few musicians sort of doing one of these, uh, you know, playing something on a flight and everyone was like, oh, I'd rather jump out with the parachute. So again, it goes back to the selectivity. You know, it is art. The whole problem thing with Saturday Night Live is a satire. You know, we mm. talk about... You have Monty to watch Python it in the context You that. have to watch yeah. it in the okay. context. Because remember, this country banned the life of Brian. Now there's a generation that thinks that movie's funny. So you think the whole thing is, is basically over the top. Let me give you the views of other texters here as well. This listener says, I was more confused and shocked than offended. I thought the sketch was very bad. It's not funny at all. I don't know who the actors were, but it reminded me of a bad sketch that kids would actually put on, says Pat. This texter says, I'm a young person involved in new politics and recently travelled to a conference in Brussels. I met many like-minded young people from across the EU and I was shocked to hear that they all believe this stereotype type of the drunken Irish. At the time of the conference I didn't drink much and they couldn't get their heads around it. It's wild. But for American Prime TV to be broadcasting what I think is very near racist stereotype of Irish people actually peddles this nonsense that we are talking about today. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. We were just chatting there uh, before the break about the Saturday Night Live NBC programme over the weekend and the skit that showed the impressions of Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson and the jokes about the Irish accent and, you know, drinking too much and, and all that goes with it. And a lot of people getting in touch today because... I asked people to share their experience with me of this kind of paddywhackery, like, you know, the Irish living still in famine era, drinking too much all day, every day. Is that is that the perception? I read a really interesting text from a listener there, a young person who says they're in Brussels a lot for work with youth conferences. Um, and this is the constant image that, you know, they have to deal with from people in Brussels about the Irish. And a lot of views coming in on this. Tom is with me on the line, though. Um, Tom, what's your thoughts on this? Like, do the Irish stereotypes bother you? Um, do you know what? It's interesting because I watched I watched everything there last night, and I watched the SNL SNL skit. And what's what's hilarious is I, from my experience, I kind of feel like these kind of stereotypes they're really enforced by the Americans, you know, a lot. As you said, this kind of drunken paddywhackery and you know, stereotypes of drinking and the Irish accent and kind of causing mischief wherever, wherever we go. You know, I've travelled around the world um, a lot in the, in the last kind of six years and I've experienced much different stereotypes. I mean, when you really think about it, Ireland is one of the most incredible nations in the entire world and, and to have the Americans kind of, I'm not offended by it, I don't think anyone should be offended by it because we have better reasons 
to be proud of ourselves, you know, really and truly. When you look at the sport and, and the sports people that Ireland have brought up throughout the years, you know, everything. From, we're looking at the Irish rugby team at the minute. You know, the golfers, Shane Lowry, Rory McIlroy. You know, we've got Katie Taylor, top of her game. You know, apart from that, we've got some of the most famous playwrights, poets, actors, artists of all time, all hail from Ireland. We have such a rich and vibrant history. We have one of the world's oldest languages. We have marvellous scenery. We have the best stout in the world. You know, and we're known as this really friendly, welcoming nation. So you know, we're we too bring quick the to be offended then? Is that what Absolutely it is? Absolutely not. We have so much to be proud of. So I found, I found it quite funny to, you know, hear these drunken Irish stereotypes portrayed by the Americans. But in reality, this is what the stereotypes should be based on. You know, we've got Patrick's Day coming up, one of the most celebrated holidays in the entire world. Mm. We've got one of the most productive workforces in the entire world. And for the size of Ireland's economy, its contributions to science, tech, culture, prosperity and equality and the overall health and well-being of people. Okay. It outranks okay. that of many other countries around the world. That's Ca- what the stereotypes would be based on. Yeah. Caroline is texting. She says, on Saturday Night Live, we were so proud of the Paddy Rackery of the Banshees movie if it got us an Oscar but not when the same meme is used for humour. You can't have it both ways, says Caroline. Another listener says the Banshees was set 100 years ago on an island, primarily Irish-speaking Ireland of today. Um, It's a million miles away from modern Ireland. The programme is satire, not meant to be taken literally or to heart. Come on, people, stop and so sensitive, says this texter. Ida's with us on the line. Ida, do you think this Irish stereotype is, is offensive? say this particular uh, stereotype, you know, the kind of bumbling Irish idiot, I think it is a bit offensive actually, to be honest. Or, I mean, it's more, like, I like the SNL, uh, I'm a fan, and I understand that it's satire, but it was just a bit lame, it was crass, really, you know, I, just, I felt almost more disappointed than offended, really, you know, is that, is that the best they could come up with? A poor skit. Yeah, so, yeah, so cliched, really, wasn't yeah. it? The, the the kind of the image of the Irish abroad uh, in general, even beyond the Saturday Night Live program. Are, are, are we, you know, do we too offended by the Irish stereotype? Yeah, I guess it does vary from country to country. Um, I don't really come across it too much. I mean, in Hong Kong, I don't come across it too much here. Maybe they're not as familiar with the Irish stereotype. But certainly, years ago, when I worked in the US or when I worked in England. Um, yeah, I had to listen to that all the time. You know, where's your bottle of whiskey? Where's your bomb? This kind Did of thing. Did you, yeah. You know? mm, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, but yeah, it does seem to vary from, you know, different countries maybe have different images, different images of Ireland. Um, but yeah, I would say like that earlier, that caller there a second ago, saying that it's very much enforced maybe by Americans or other English-speaking countries maybe more so, you know, than... When I lived, for example, when I lived in Spain, I didn't really, you know, find that as much. much. Okay, Richard is on the line. Richard, you live you lived in the US. Did you ever suffer the same kind of these comments that Ida had to deal with? Um, Well, I did, Andrea. Thanks for having me on. I mean, I had the stereotypical comments about you know your accent or oh, we're going out for a few drinks tonight. You probably have more than us and that type of thing. But it never bothered me uh, at all because, in fairness, the uh, positives of the Irish stereotypical type worked out a lot better for me than the negatives. But I, I, I was listening to that, um, and I 
apologize, I can't remember her name. There was a lady on earlier on who mentioned about our insecurity as, you know, a country. If we can't take a joke and we can't, you know, take a joke on ourselves. One of the things about the Irish I found both both in America and here is we can do that. And if you're secure in yourself and your heritage, you can take that joke and it shouldn't be offensive. It's meant as a joke and maybe we've become a little bit too sensitive over the years. Um, I'm not sure. but mm, uh, You think me, we have, yeah. But you, there was a yeah. really interesting text in from a listener earlier who made the point that Paddy Irishman will be turning in his grave now. That the jokes are gone. You, you can't make jokes. Yeah, and, and that's it. Like, we made the Paddy Irishman, Paddy Englishman, Paddy Scotsman jokes. And then in Dublin we made, you know, the Paddy Kerry man or that, you know. Yeah. Everybody, and in America, you'd find the same jokes, but they'd have a different, you know, nationality. to be mm. the Polish or the Irish, you know. But I, I think we've just gone a little bit too sensitive to everything. And there's a particular, um, which I wanted to mention, there's a particular university in the US, a prestigious university called University of Notre Dame, started by a French uh, order. And their logo was the Fighting Irish. Their American football team, their college football team was a little leprechaun with fists up and an angry face. Mm. But they were established around 1850. They have a place in Chicago where I lived and worked. And they had to, they took that away two years ago because people got offended because it was racist. And I kind of go, you know, for okay. 170 years, nobody bothered about it. Why are we getting so sensitive now? Okay. Well, listen, Richard, thank you for for getting in touch with us and and sharing your opinion with us today. Richard, Ida and uh, Tom there as well. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.